I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast, the semi-final between the Kangaroos and the Kiwis is just wrapped up with the Kangaroos coming home with a victory there, 16 points to 14. And what a cracking game this was coming to you from Leeds. I thoroughly enjoyed this one, 6.45am uh, it started, which actually ended up being about 7am, 6.55, so it was sensational uh, that we got a little bit more of a sleep in there before getting up for this one. It was a cracker. I really enjoyed this game. And, you know, it was one of those weird games where it was super entertaining, but neither team played anywhere near their best. Let's be honest here. There were some great tries scored. Um, but I think it's fair to say that neither team played at their best. Both completed high, which was good. Uh, 85% for the Kangaroos, 89% for the Kiwis. Um, but I think it was Cooper Cronk after the game. He described this one as it was just like watching two cage fighters go at it. Latrell Mitchell, he said the same thing. After the game, he said that there wasn't that much footy played. It was just about who was going to hold the ball for the longest and who was going to grind out this game. And both teams had a few opportunities that they weren't able to turn into points. Um, the Kiwis in particular obviously had a couple of late opportunities there with Peter Hicku, uh, who could have potentially scored a try to wrap it up. That was a pretty big moment in this game. But a fantastic game. I thoroughly enjoyed this one. Uh, the Kiwis, they exploded out of the gates. Very, very impressive. Their first set, they went about 55, 60 metres. Jerome Hughes got it on last tackle um, and played eyes up footy, saw that there was numbers out there, didn't kick straight away, made a bit of a, a half break. Uh, the Kangaroos, though, they managed to regroup. And I think it was Britton Nakora who ended up kicking it down to um, James Tedesco. And then the Kangaroos, they returned that set. Um, Nathan Cleary's first kick, it found the turf. There was no contest from Joey Manu. And then coming out of their own end, um, you had Cam Munster. He was putting a bit of pressure on Peter Hicku, forced the ball loose and they had their first big test the Kiwis defensively and they handled themselves really really well they actually managed to come out of their own end looking sensational great ball movement down the left edge it took a massive tackle uh, from Jack Whiten uh, to stop I think it was Mulatalo down that edge a huge tackle by Jack Whiten he did flick it infield so he didn't go over the sideline which was well done by Mulatalo but Jack Whiten fuck he came up with some really good plays throughout this game he was very very impressive and I think that Jack White, and I think he's locked himself into every rep team that he's available for over the next few years. He has been so impressive, Jack White, and he's playing on the wrong side of the field, out of position, 
Absolute freak, Jackie Boy White, and very, very good footballer. Uh, he obviously had a couple of changes to the Kiwi squad as well. Isaiah Papali'i, uh, he started on the left. Britton Akora, he started on the right. So Kenny Bromwich, he dropped out of this side completely. Benny Hunt, he started at hooker for the Kangaroos. Kicked one out on the full very early. We did say in our preview uh, that we thought you'd see a 40-20 attempt at some point from Benny Hunt or from Nathan Cleary as Joey Manu can sort of float around a little bit and can occasionally get caught out of position, which did happen. A couple of times today. It wasn't overly costly, though. Uh, but Benny Hunt, he kicked one out on the full, which was uh, which was a really, really disappointing moment there. Ben Hunt was filthy on himself. Um, and then you had the Kiwis. They were on the attack looking great. Brandon Smith put in a really nice little kick, and Ben Hunt came up with a huge save. So a low point early for Ben Hunt, but a very high point as well. I highly advise you go back and watch it. I think in the commentary... I think they actually said it was James Tedesco, but I do believe it was Ben Hunt. So worth having a look at that one. And very early on, you could see Latrell Mitchell and Joey Manu both going at it. Latrell going after him. Manu given as much back as he could as well. Uh, so you could tell that this one was going to be a cracker early. Jerome Hughes, he scored the first try. Perfect kick from Dill Brown, trying to land the ball on the head of Cam Munster. Joey Manu got up and a really great show of his skill set in this moment. Joey Manu got up high, took the ball, but managed to release the ball back to Jerome Hughes in a split second. An incredible skill set. Not many guys in the world could have come up with that, but Joey Manu, he is just something else. Very, very impressive. Uh, so Jerome Hughes, he scored the first try. Kiwis on the front foot. Uh, the Kangaroos then kicked off, and Latrell gave away a penalty on the very next tackle. A strip there. Wasn't far off being a one-on-one, but definitely was three in the tackle. So Kiwis uh, really starting to get on the front foot. I spoke about it during the week that I was worried about Joey Manu and if he was just going to be a run-first sort of fullback like he has been every time we've watched him. I thought he played his role perfectly in this game. I was so impressed with Joey Manu. Uh, he obviously ran for a stack of metres. I think it was 150 in the first half. I'll have a look at what he went for uh, over the whole game. But I just thought that he found a way to gel into this team a lot better this time around. He still ran for 318 metres, which was sensational, but it wasn't all the Joey Manu show. It allowed Jerome Hughes and um, Dylan Brown to control this game as well, and I thought it created so many more opportunities. So credit to Joey Manu. I was worried that... Um, it would be to Joey Manu um, central, their entire game plan. He managed to just fit in around in perfect spots and let the halves do their job, but he still took his 31 runs for 318 metres. So credit to Joey Manu. I thought he played really well and had a good game, despite um, them not getting the job done. Four offloads there. He was very impressive, Manu, so credit to him. Uh, yeah, so after that, you could see the Kiwis, they were really starting to put some some good ball movement together. Dylan Brown, his... Uh, his kicking game early was sensational. Very impressed with Dylan Brown in this game. Had a couple of really nice touches, a couple of nice nudges. He was very impressive. Uh, then Josh Adokar, he bounced back with an unbelievable try. Uh, they went over to the right edge, made a little half break. It went cleary back to Benny Hunt. Benny Hunt had it just on center field, about 45 out, and he just put up a bomb that... It really looks like nothing when he first hit it. And this is what I spoke about in the preview. And I think it's something the Kangaroos would have identified that you can catch the pendulum of the back three for the Kiwis out of position. Manu and Rapana. It was a perfect kick, to be fair. And they weren't crazy out of position. But you should that that shouldn't happen realistically. Put in this perfect kick over the corner. And Josh Adokar came through and caught it on the full. It's not very often... 
you see tries scored like this in a World Cup semi-final. Incredible stuff. And for Josh Adokar to be going that quick, catch it on the full like that, he is an absolute freak, Josh Adokar. Very impressive. If you haven't got the opportunity yet, go back and have a look at this try. Unbelievable stuff. A great little nudge by Benny Hunt. Uh, we then had sort of the 20 to 30-minute sort of range. And after 22 minutes, uh, four errors to the Kangaroos. Only one for the Kiwis. So they, they'd really started this game well. Hughes and Brown, they were controlling the side very well. Uh, they had a, a, a little short kick a couple of minutes later. There was an accidental offside where Teddy knocked the ball on into Cam Munster. The Kiwis took the two. Uh, so they're really starting to roll and looking fantastic. And then Val Holmes scored. And this was a really nice little try. We mentioned Jack White earlier. Fuck, this was a good play. Um, really good ball movement too. Went Harry Grant to Nathan Cleary. Nathan Cleary cut out straight to the chest of Jack Whiten. The old saying in rugby league, the better the center, the earlier they should get the ball. Cleary didn't overplay his hand, just got it straight to Jack Whiten as quickly as he could. Uh, left his opposing center. I think it was Chance for absolute dead. Um, did get a really good contact off Joey Manu, which which uh, sent him to the ground. But with no pause on him, he was able to get an offload to Val Holmes. And shout out to Val Holmes. Uh, if you go back and watch the pickup on this play. Ball's rolling. The conditions over there in his right hand. Scoops it up one-handed. Very, very impressive to get it down there. But the star of the play, Jack Whiten. Fuck, he, that, that right foot step that he foot put on, very impressive. We're used to seeing him come off his left because he plays down that edge for the Canberra Raiders. This was just all class, this one. Uh, now, just before halftime, the Kangaroos' right edge defense, they were incredible. You had Cleary coming up. He put a few good shots on. Jack Whiten, he monstered. I think it was Isaiah Papalia at one, one point. The right edge was looking sensational. But there's no doubt about it. The one thing that was really worrying the Kangaroos was their offloads. The Kiwis were offloading at will in the first half. Uh, the Kangaroos had three offloads in the first half. The Kiwis had 13. They led 14-10. So 10 more offloads in the first half for the Kiwis than the Kangaroos. I was very surprised that, one, we didn't start with Tino on the field, and two, we didn't see him for the entire first half. That really worried me. He didn't come on until about the 55th minute, which I thought was very strange. Just before halftime, though, Dylan Brown scored, and um, this was a cracking try. I wouldn't say try of the game, but I thought this was really... Really well put together by the Kiwis side. And, you know, these last two tries, Dill Brown and Val Holmes, we haven't seen too many, a try, too many of these tries from these two teams throughout the World Cup. It's more been like individual sort of stuff just because of the opposition and whatnot. But you watch this try, Dill Brown, you know, it's all hands and, and, and it's very simple, but it went Brown, Isaiah Papaliti, Chance, Mulatalo, then back inside to Brown. And until Mulatalo got in a space, no one holds the ball for more than a split second. It's just a really good rugby league try. A good team flexing their muscles there. Uh, Dill Brown, he scored under the post. As I said, I thought Dill Brown was sensational this game. Uh, he was a big part of laying this try on. Then he backed up through the middle to score. Kiwis go in 14-10 to 10 at half time. Some half time stats for you. James Tedesco, he'd run for 150 metres. Isaiah Yo, he'd made 25 tackles. Um, the, the Kangaroos, that had three tackles. They'd had 17 missed tackles in the first half, the Kangaroos. So based on the rest of their World Cup, obviously playing lesser opposition, um, I don't think they've had more than 17 missed tackles in a game, let alone a half. Uh, no Tino yet on the field. As I said, I was very surprised with that, especially when you consider what our front rowers did. Um, RCG and Jake Chavojevic, they were on the field for the first 25 minutes. They combined for 72 metres. So for me, I don't think we can afford uh, to do that against, against England or 
or Samoa next week. Liam Martin, he, he had a line break early, still ran for 75 metres. Isaiah Yo, though, he was the only one outside of Martin to run over 55 metres, and Martin had a line break in that where he was standing on the wing. So... I think in the first half, as we sort of anticipated, we've spoken about all World Cup, uh, that this Kiwis forward pack is sensation. I really do think they got the better of the Kangaroos. When you have a look at the Kiwis at halftime, Manu, 152 run metres. Mulatalo, 121 run metres. And they had 12 missed tackles, but they had 13 offloads. And it was the second phase footy that was really killing uh, the Kangaroos in this one. You could tell that the Kiwis, they came into this knowing that they were going to take a few risks, throw the ball around a little bit, and really take them on, which they did in the first half, and I thought it was sensational. We came back in the second half, uh, and the Kiwis, they almost scored an unbelievable try just after half time. Unfortunately, I think it was who uh, was it? The, the right winger, he had his foot offside. Leota threw a brilliant around the corner ball. Very, very unlucky not to score the Kiwis, and pretty lucky to get away with that. The Kangaroos just quietly. Cleary took a run a little bit after this, uh, knocked it on, and then I think it was Isaiah Papaliti sort of stepped over him, got stuck into him. Cam Murray, he came in to defend his halfback, which I absolutely love. Love everything about Cam Murray, and I loved in this moment that he went straight after the opposition for going at his halfback. Very old school sort of international rugby league stuff there, which was great. Latrell Mitchell made a couple of big defensive efforts, especially on Peter Hicker, a couple of really big ones there. And once again, to start the second half in the first 10 or 15 minutes, uh, the ball movement from the Kiwis was sensational. Now, in about the 52nd minute, I think it was, go back and do your own research, um... There was a moment that when it happened, I sort of thought, okay, this could be a turning point here. I've got in my notes, Hiku's shooting up offside, penalty that the Kangaroos needed. Now, of course, they kick for touch. They get all the way close to the line. Brandon Smith makes a huge one-on-one tackle on Isaiah Yo. It looked like he was going to score for all money off an inside ball from Cleary. Uh, and then Cheese, he gets caught in the play the ball penalty. Uh, and then, obviously, we, we know what happens. Well, you guys might not if you didn't watch it. Nathan Cleary simply tap, passes it off to Cam Murray. Very stock standard hit up. The Kiwi line comes up. And Brandon Smith, he's just caught off guard a little bit. He's just a yard behind the, the rest of his line and Cam Murray being the sort of footballer he is, he addresses this straight away, makes a beeline for it. Low body height, just a perfect run from Cam Murray in this moment and he crashes over. So a pretty disappointing moment uh, for the Kiwis. They'd been so good the entire game. Their defense had been sensational. They clocked off for a split second and uh, Cam Murray, he waltzes over. Very, very disappointing. But for me, it did come back to obviously that Peter Hiku penalty for shooting offside, uh, which, you know, he's trying to just just put pressure on the opposition when they're coming out of their own end, which I'm all for. Uh, but you have to be careful with these sort of things because they t- they can turn games on their heads. And I thought the Kiwis, they were well and truly on top until that little two-minute process of uh, the Hiku offside into Brandon Smith penalty into the Brandon Smith missed tackle on Cam Murray. Uh, not sure if Brandon Smith potentially should have gone off for a HIA or what the situation now. Uh, I'm not sure if he was just exhausted. Uh, but as all the guys said in the post-game interviews, I think it was Brian Fletcher, and the great uh, Cooper Cronk talking about how for a guy that just fights for every inch and a dog that fights for every bone to concede a try like that just from, I don't know if it was being lazy for a split second, I don't know if he was just exhausted, concentration, whatever it might be, not up to the standard that Brandon
Brandon Smith holds himself to, and you could see how devastated he was after the game. And I think that's one that the Chiefs, he's going to hold for a very long time. So hopefully he can turn that into a positive. Um, Then the start of a couple of loose plays from the Kiwis, and this is where it started to worry me. There was a Manu knock-on. There was a Nelson Asafa Solomona knock-on about 30 metres out. A really good shot from Liam Martin there. Uh, You could tell it was starting to get a little bit loose. And also... It shocked me, but this was the sort of period where Tino came on the field in the 55th minute. I uh, I would have started him, and I personally think they need to start him next week, regardless of who they play. Samoa or England uh, both have great front row forwards who are in incredible form at the moment. I think we have to start Tino. Uh, I, for him to play 15 minutes uh, just seemed crazy to me. Still ran for 50-odd metres, uh, 13 tackles. I just think he has to play bigger minutes in this one. I was very surprised uh, with how we used him. Uh, you then then had Liam Martin. He came up and absolutely smacked James Fisher-Harris. And Liam Martin, I mean, we've been talking about him for a long time. And I quite often get messages after Origins or after big games. And people say, oh, my God, Liam Martin ran for 40 metres. And it's like, yeah, yeah, sweet. Like, you, you, you read the stats. I get it. Did you watch the fucking game? Did you watch how tough he was throughout the game? Did you watch his kick chase? Did you watch all the little things that makes Liam Martin the footballer he is? And I think that you're more casual fans that send me all these stats after Origins and all this sort of dribble. You probably don't have a, a good enough understanding of the work that Liam Martin does and the sort of alpha that he is. He is an absolute dog, and you just want him in the trenches with you. I spoke about it on Instagram earlier this morning. I love everything about it, and I love that he went after the biggest, baddest dog on the other team, James Fisher-Harris. Obviously, a club teammate went after him. It was great to see. Um, it's been a bit around on social media, Kieran Foran. Obviously, uh, Latrell Mitchell gave him a little shove, uh, and he took a 10 out of 10 dive on this play. Look, I know we don't like this sort of stuff, and I get it, but fuck, at the end of the day, if referees are going to call it, I back Kieran Foran doing it. If you can get away with it, I get it. I, I don't love it as a footy fan, I don't, but if I'm Michael Maguire, the coach of the Kiwis, and you know you can get a penalty against the Kangaroos, do whatever you've got to fucking do. It's a it's a chess, not checkers sort of situation for me. Don't love it, I get it, I understand why you're upset, I, I get it 100%, but if, if the referees are going to rule that way and you're able to take advantage of it, Fucking credit to you. And credit to Kieran Foran. He was the smartest guy in that moment at the end of the day. If Latrell Mitchell doesn't shove, he doesn't give that opportunity to Kieran Foran to do that. I know it's not like the old school footy that we know and love, but it is the reality of it. And I think you just got to be better in those moments now, realistically. If they don't if the ball doesn't get doesn't get turned over and come back at Foz, we're probably never talking about it again. And if, if the ball keeps going that way, Foz gets straight back up and he's in the line the next play and it's all play on. But credit to Foz, earn his team a penalty. Um, it didn't quite turn the game around. Obviously, Rapana he had a pretty uh, a poor loose carry. That, uh, that was a really sh- shitty turnover. And then for the next 10 minutes or so, until about the 73rd minute or so, um, the Kiwis, they just couldn't get out of their own half. The Kangaroos, they were just turning the gears. They were winning the field position big time. There was It was a non-contest on that front. And we just... We just let the Kiwis back into the game. And I just mentioned Jordan Rapana. He had a really poor knock-on in about the late 60s uh, uh, sort of minute range. But, fuck, he had a kick return in the early, in, in about the 73rd, 74th minute that really turned this game on its head. Uh, it didn't change the score, but it got the Kiwis back into it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Got the Kiwis back into it massively. He had a huge kick return then. I, I, I'm not sure if it was the next play or, or, or the next set or whatever, but Jerome Hughes, uh, he kicked on first tackle into the corner. And look, Peter Hicker was incredibly close to scoring. They had the Kangaroos in an absolute mess defensively. I'm just not sure if the kick was the play. And look, I'm the first one to admit, if he kicks it and Peter Hicker scores, we're all, we're all celebrating Jerome Hughes. We're saying, what a great play. What a huge moment. I understand that. But just on first tackle, when you hadn't been out of your own end in so long, I, I just think they had enough to score throughout the set or to build some pressure on the Kangaroos. But once again, if Peter Hicker would have scored. He's an absolute genius. So you got to live and die by that sword. And I love that Husey, he thought the kick was the play in that moment. And he completely backed himself and I'm all for players going all chips in I just think in hindsight uh, Husey might want that moment back because it was a very tough one it was close to scoring there's no doubt about that and you could see after that set the Kiwis are really up a huge defensive set the next time um, they really went at him Cleary he turned the ball over just a metre out with about two or three minutes to go really good set I thought Cleary took a number of hit ups in this game just when no one was in a better position than him he just took it forward which I thought was great Cam Munster very similar as well. wasn't really a game for the Kangaroos halves, realistically. Uh, when they had their opportunities, they took them. Uh, but I also thought that when there was nothing on, the boys, they were just more than happy to take it forward, uh, which I thought was great. Uh, and then, yeah, the Kiwis, they got the ball back late. Awful last tackle. I just gave Cleary a wrap. That last tackle play in about the 78th, 79th minute, absolutely fucking atrocious. He's got to do better than that, Nath. He'll know that that was awful. Went down the right edge, got like, a, I don't know. I, I think he just had too much pressure on him, took too much time, a really shit kick. The reality is you just got to be better than that in those moments. It didn't cost them, thankfully. You could see in the last set, the Kiwis, they were very much so out of gas. Uh, and Latrell Mitchell, as he did throughout the game, took a couple of big catches, made a couple couple of big defensive plays. Uh, obviously didn't come up with the huge highlights that I thought he would, uh, but he did come up with a fair few plays that really made a difference. And the, the kick that he caught at the end... Another very big one. Uh, a cracking game. I absolutely love this one. Obviously, the two teams didn't play their absolute best footy, but... Fuck, it was a good class. Just real old-school test footy, especially played over there in England in the conditions and everything. I just thought this was an absolute cracker. Some huge highlights. Obviously, the Josh Addo car trial, we spoke about it. Unbelievable stuff. That was incredible. I was so impressed with them on that play. The Joey Manu play where he tapped it back down to Jerome Hughes. Wasn't even a tap back. He took full grip of the ball and then released it and found him. So a sensational play there. A cracking game. Uh, the Kiwis, they bow out of this World Cup unfortunately losing 16 to 14 and the kangaroos they march on to play tomorrow to take on either england or samoa we will have a preview for that game coming a little bit later today on the rugby league guru podcast but the kangaroos through to the grand final the kiwis bow out liam martin man of the match this morning he was sensational he is an absolute dog and i fucking love him i think it's about time we all start appreciating just how good and tough liam martin is i personally think that before the grand final he probably wasn't in the world 
World Cup squad. Not only did he play his way into the World Cup squad during the grand final, he played himself into a starting edge back row spot, uh, and now he's man of the match against New Zealand in the World Cup semi-final. So he went from not being in the squad, in my opinion, to being the best player on the biggest stage that the Kangaroos have played so far in this World Cup. An unreal little story there. Liam Martin, absolutely loved that from him. We play next week, as we said, England or Samoa will have a preview coming on that a little bit later today on the Rugby League Guru Podcast. What a morning of International Rugby League. I loved every single minute of it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 